Hello, my praying people. You are listening to the Prayer Clinic Podcast, and I'm Leanne McCoy, your host. On this podcast, we're going to unpack the mystery of prayer. Along the way, your faith will be strengthened and your relationship with Christ will be taken to new levels. Prayer is the most powerful tool we have as believers, but far too few of us know where to even begin in exercising and using this powerful tool. Let's take this journey together and experience what happens when we pray. So hi, I am Leanne McCoy, and I'm excited today as part of our prayer clinic podcast to be able to introduce you all to my new friend, Sally Burke, who is the president of Moms in Prayer International. National. And I'm really excited about this, especially at this time of year when we're sending our children back to school. And this being a ministry of prayer that has just exploded globally for um, specifically, I think, for moms. It might have started out as moms praying for their children and their school. And goodness, I can't wait to hear what kind of an impact that has had. And Sally, um, we're going to talk about more of the ministry part in a minute, but I actually signed up when I applied, when I got in touch with you to do the interview, because I just wanted to see how the process worked. So I'll give you, I mean, great praises on that. We can talk more about that. Oh, good, good. Yeah. Hi, everybody. And on my way. So Sally, we're glad to have you. Oh, I'm so glad to be here with you. We've already had so much fun even before the recording. So that's right. (laughs) This is my great joy. We have. So first of all, just to let my audience get to know you and and me get to know you a little bit better. Tell us a little bit about your story, like um, your, your story with Jesus and then how you got to be a mom and how many children you have, then this kind of thing. Okay. Oh, I'd love to share this because, you know, all of our stories are God's stories. So I grew up in Cocoa Beach, Florida. My dad worked on the Apollos. I followed those footsteps and became an engineer, worked on the space shuttles. I met my husband there and we started having kids. So I thought, well, anybody can work on the shuttle, but not anybody can raise my kids. So I thought they're so complicated, you know, much more complicated than a shuttle. So I'll come home and help raise them. And, and, and so my husband is driving back and forth and, you know, those freeways on California. So he starts tuning into different radio stations. Well, he tunes into a Christian radio station and he hears a pastor on give a message and he keeps listening to it and listening to it until finally he had to pull over and receive Jesus Christ as his Lord and savior. So he comes home, he comes to the door and goes, Sally, he still has tears in his eyes. I just received Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And I have a child in my arms and one holding on to my legs. And I'm like, whoa, what just happened to my brilliant engineering husband? He's either uh-huh. worked too hard or he's had a nervous breakdown. I am not sure. Mm. But I just watched in the next few months to see the transformation, to see that peace, you know, Before Christ, we really don't have peace. We may have everything in order, but we really don't have peace. And I watched him just walk in peace and have that strength to say no to what he should say no to and yes to what he should say yes to. And so for Christmas, instead of buying me like diamond rings or a diamond necklace, he buys me a Bible. (laughs) And I'm like, ooh, okay, (laughs) that's an interesting gift. 
Uh-huh. And he started sharing with me. I prayed about it. I tried to find, went to all these stores and I had it wrapped in leather. And I'm like, Ooh, okay, I, I guess I'll read it. <laughs> and so I began to read it. And the thing that's so fascinating is that God himself is the greatest scientist any of us can ever imagine. Mm. So in Genesis, you see the scientific formula. You see in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Well, you see time, energy, and space. And that's what you need to make something from nothing. And wow. God did it. Wow. And, and so that, that, that intrigued me a bit. And then my husband says, you know, you probably should read the book of John. And I saw that Jesus was God. And I just, just surrendered my life. Nobody walked me through anything. I just surrendered my life. And ever since then, it's been the most amazing journey anybody could ever imagine. That is beautiful. (laughs) I love that you come from a science background and that really all you had for your testimony was a Bible and your (laughs) and the transformed life of your husband, which was a huge laboratory experiment right there. Yes, That is so cool. Yes, because wow. he, you know, he didn't preach at me or anything. You know, it was very much he lived the life, and you know, he was praying for me, and mm-hmm. and so we we ourselves are testimonies. We don't really have to preach at people per se. You right. know, I mean, we got to share the gospel. I think that's right. important, uh, but he did it in a in a different way by giving me the word of God. Goodness, that's so cool. Okay, so tell me about your children and um, like when they came along and where they are in their lives now. I have four children. Um, okay. They're grown. Uh, okay. Three of them married. And then I have um, four grandchildren, oh, um, wow. of course, Goodness. which I absolutely adore. They're, yes, they're, they're better than kids any day, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, they're, they're just amazing. But the, the wonderful thing about prayer is I, I've got to watch, you know how, as you send your kids off to school, you're worried, like, how's the school's going to impact my kids? Well, our children can impact their school campuses for Christ. And that's what I got to watch each one of them do. I remember when my oldest boy was in high school and he would take his Wednesdays, he was on public school campus, his Wednesdays to fast and then to share the gospel. And I would ask him, how'd that go? And he would always tell me, the students are easy, mom. It's the teachers, they're a little bit harder. But yet he and and each one had their own testimony because as we pray, God unleashes his power to do his will. And our kids, this generation, God can raise up mightily to impact others for Christ. And and that's really as as a praying mom, I've witnessed him do it in my children's life, but not just mine, all the children on the campuses as we gather together to pray. That is great. Well, Sally, how did you get started with Moms in Prayer? When did your life intersect with this ministry? Well, God soon moves me to Temecula, and I'm just reading the Bible. I hadn't really started going to church yet, but I called out to God. I said, God, teach me to pray. And it's probably what I I read in Luke, where the disciples say, Lord, teach me to pray. Mm -hmm. So a mom takes me to a meeting, and I just, a couple weeks before that, had started. We found a church and started going to a church. And uh, the lady, Fern Nichols, the founder, was teaching women that you can pray for the schools. Mm-hmm. And so all I heard her say was, um, do you, you know, my children were blessed. My children were blessed. And I, she said a whole bunch more. But, you know, in my mind, okay, prayer. Prayer blesses my children. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to this meeting. 
and little, I didn't even think about it. I never prayed out loud, didn't know anything about prayer. <laughs> and I walk into this group of women and they just love me right there. And, and moms in prayer, we use four simple steps. It's praise, silent confession, thanksgiving, and then interceding using the word of God. And I knew from that first meeting, just listening to them, praise God, you oh, know, wow. for who he is. I, I just, I'm like, I'm home. This, oh. this, this is it. And so that, that was my, anybody that comes and joins us in moms in prayer, they don't know how to, don't need to know how to pray. God will teach them. And then we have four simple steps to come alongside yeah. of them. I love that because I'm a real advocate that we learn to pray the way we learn to walk. We learned to walk by walking. We learn to pray by praying. And Very so good. what a beautiful thing that your prayer discipleship happened in a prayer group, because you got to just ride on the wings of probably some real veteran prayers, people that were accustomed to praying in a group. And you just probably caught um, some of their, like the heart. When we pray, it's your heart speaking, right? And so you got to get to glimpse some of that too. So now, so you're saying that having gone and never knowing how to pray, you didn't feel any pressure to have to pray out loud when you first got there? No, everybody's so gracious there because everybody's been there. Just like you said, everybody's been a baby in prayer. Yeah. So everybody gets it. They're just, they just welcome you in and they can't mm -hmm. wait to pray for your child. And so we cover our kids, we bathe them in prayer. And then every week we see answers to prayer, but we also pray for the other children. And I love how God expands our heart for every child on that campus. And, you know, mm. we go through the yearbook, whatever we can, mm. putting other people's children, we may be the only people that pray for them, putting other children's name in God's word. And I've seen amazing answers to prayers. We do that. Oh my goodness. And that's what I want to get to. I want to hear. So I want to hear how, um, oh wait, before we go there though, I think another neat thing about moms and prayer and tell me if I'm wrong, but I had a friend and I've never, I've not been in a group yet, but I did fill out that I just went on the website, moms in prayer. And, um, it said, were you interested? And I filled out my information and I've already been contacted by a neighbor here, right here in Franklin, okay. Tennessee. Yes. And she is praying for us right now while we're doing this interview. Aww, and then I'll it. be talking to her real soon. I said, let me get, let me get to meet Sally and I'm going to do this interview and then we'll, we'll talk. And, um, she's working diligently to get me connected to a group. So I'm real excited oh, about my. it. But when my children were in school, um, I have a good friend, her name's Kathleen and she had been a part of Moms in Prayer when she lived in Texas and then had moved to Tennessee and one of the things she told me was how good the group was about coming in praying and being done so talk to me just a little bit about that part of it too because I think that's kind of significant for those of us that are very busy and think well I can't give up my whole day you know to go visit with these people and, and, and that's a great question I love that because mm -hmm. what Moms in Prayer so what we are is we meet one hour once a week and when you meet locally. So just like you said, in, in your area, there's a group of moms just waiting uh, for the listeners to join. So we, we're one hour. So we start on time. So your leader comes with a filled out prayer sheet and she may choose God is sovereign. God is almighty. You look up some scriptures, you guys read that scripture out loud. And so it's short, simple prayers. Cause so you can imagine, I just was learning to pray. Oh Lord, I praise you that you were sovereign. I mean, maybe that was all I said and others may add. And then a time of silent, that leader leads you through a time of silent confession 
then a time of Thanksgiving. This is a Holy Spirit party. So mm. every week we'd see answers to prayer. So maybe my child was learning to read at a higher level, or maybe they grasped math, or maybe a child got caught for doing what was wrong and they repented mm. and turned around. Maybe we saw salvation of a teacher. Maybe God brought us a Christian principle. So every week you would see answers to prayer. And then we take our time, we stand in the gap on behalf of the children, the teachers, the school, school concerns, all of that. So within an hour, you are done, yet it's one of the most powerful hours you can imagine. I love that. I love that. Now, how do the groups get to know what the specific needs of the school are? Is that just by listening or do you actually like connect with somebody there to get those specific concerns? There's many different ways. We have a mom's and prayer booklet and it will give you basics to pray for like we pray for the salvation of the students we pray for the salvation we pray for safety we pray for biblical morals to be taught on that but like as a mom too you'll find out like my unbelieving uh principal at our elementary school loved our group so much he would send people to me with prayer requests you know yeah this teacher has a hard student would you mind praying Mm -hmm. for him this week or this or that and so God, God does it. God gives you everything that you need as a leader. Like when I first was a leader, I'm a brand new Christian, brand new in prayer. Then I'm a leader. God just led the whole entire way. He gave me more than enough uh, to what we need to pray for the concerns that that came with our children. And we think about it. God has a great plan for this generation. So, you know, God's word does a lot. So we would put their name in scripture and then that mm-hmm. would lead us to, to pray. You know, may they hide God's word within their hearts, their most precious possession, so they don't sin against you. And those, mm-hmm. Lord, that are sinning, those that are bullying, may they be caught and repent. So there's a lot. There's a lot to a lot of concerns. But God answers, you know, all of our concerns. I love that. And of course he does, because you're praying the word. We're we're real believers in the prayer clinic ministry. It's a ministry designed for, it's an intercessory ministry for churches. And so when your church establishes a prayer clinic, people come, they bring their heart pressing needs to the clinic. And when they come, we're praying God's word into that circumstance. We in fact have prescription pads that we (laughs) pray God's word in the clinic theme. And the beautiful thing about praying God's word and and what I want you to share in a minute are some specific examples of answered prayer. But the beautiful thing about praying God's word is that God's given us his word for us to bring back before him and he will keep his word. And so we can be confident that when we're praying the word and putting, I love that y'all are putting the names of the children into the word, that when we're putting them into the word, the word's getting into them and God is accomplishing what brings glory to him. And that's because he's the God of the word. And so what a great thing. And this is, this is non denominational like you don't get all conflicted over the the minor issues because you're just sticking to praying for the kids for the schools for the teachers and praying god's word into their lives that's great that's exactly right i wish you guys could see this screen she has scripture all behind her the most beautiful thing (laughs) right so you know in, in isaiah 55 as far as the heavens are above the earth are god's ways above our ways and that his word goes forth you know and it goes forth like like rain and you see quick, quick answers to prayer, but sometimes it goes forth like how he describes it as snow and that takes years, but it never comes back void. It always fulfills the purpose that God has. And, and God wants to do immeasurably more than we could ask or imagine. Mm 
Mm-hmm. You know, and and so and so that he is glorified. Mm-hmm. So we would pray for each student. We would pray like, Lord, uh, may they hear the words of truth, the gospel of salvation, believe, be sealed with the power of the Holy Spirit. Or Lord, open up their eyes, turn them from darkness to light, from the power of Satan to the power of God, so they can be forgiven of their sins, a place among those who are sanctified by faith in Christ. And so as God began to expand our heart, we prayed on this elementary school and because this was my very first and he did this in middle school and high school and college, but we prayed that every child would hear the good news. What does God bring onto our campus? A good news club, CF, and over a hundred kids would come to this good news club. And I came just to give goodies. I'm so happy here's an answer to prayer. To right. goodies. Well, pretty soon so many kids were receiving Jesus. They said, like, come over here. You've got to do the prayer with them. Oh. I, I want you to imagine what, what that was like for me because I had seen their little faces in the yearbook and we had prayed for them. And so they would come put their little hand into mine and say, I want to receive Jesus. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Years later, they are teachers, preachers, missionaries, moms, and dads who are impacting this world for Christ. I, I get letters from them. They'll, they'll tell me, because you guys prayed for me here. I mean, they know it without a doubt. I'm walking with Jesus today. And I'm like, whoa, that's, that's, that's unbelievable. And then the teachers, we always teach a, a mom that comes in. She may go, oh, I really don't like my teacher this year. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. Come on in. We're going to bless her with the word of God. And so as we pray over that teacher, we saw 14 out of 22 teachers come to know the Lord Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Wow. Praise the Lord. Yes. Yes. And then they started a prayer group on that elementary school. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So those are immeasurably more, immeasurably more. We use scripture so many times in our kids' lives. We think like when my son was playing baseball, oh Lord, may he hit a home run. May he do this. May he do that. And yet we are praying in moms and prayer may do all things without government and complaining. So he may be a pure and innocent child of God holding out that word of life in this crooked and depraved generation. So he never hit that home run, never, you know, caught that winning catch, but the coach comes up to me and he was really rough, rough coach. And he mm-hmm. goes, your child's a Christian, isn't he? And I'm like, Oh, how, how, how do you know? And like, he's 12. I'm like, right. how do you, how do you know that? And he goes, he never complains never grumbles, always smiles. Oh, wow. Almost word for word what you've been praying. And oh my goodness. That's what God teaches us. Yes. You know, we as parents think, okay, this is my child. This is how I see their future. And God goes, oh my gosh, just mm-hmm. wait and see what I'm going to do in that child's life. And you'll hit bumps and roads. Both my boys have had life-altering life-threatening diseases it is with it for the rest of life yet they proclaim christ yet they're bringing glory to god yet so my one son's a teacher my other son's a ceo of a, a group in which they are proclaiming christ and hmm. so it's it's like god god is ready to move in your child's life as you gather with others and we need others you and i know that because we grow weary and tired we're, we're battling we're seeing our mm-hmm. child, they're stumbling, they're falling. The other mom comes right alongside of you and says, we're going to pray this through. God has a plan. God's got it. Like Aaron and her with Moses holding up his yes. arms. 
That's what I love about praying together in a group of people. Even as you were talking, I was thinking about some prayer groups I've been with other women and how God made us to be like that. He made us not to be, I mean, it's important to have your own prayer room space, your closet, like the war room. That's important, but it's also very important to have this camaraderie of the come together prayer. And I think there's, um, well, all of prayer is a mystery, but there's something very powerful about the uniting of hearts, that, that unity that comes when you're praying together. I think it's almost like you've got a little gun that's shooting, shooting, but then you get a whole group of people and you've got like missiles that are firing, you know, that are, that are bringing kingdom advance and annihilating the deceptions and the bondage that the enemy's trying to cloak around it and so there's I mean it is a beautiful thing to pray with not only I mean and that's just the power of that prayer but then there's also what you're talking about the come alongside of if I'm coming in and I barely it was like swimming through molasses just to get to the prayer group today I'm going to leave having shared whatever that was was with all these others in my group and we've lifted that burden together and I bet you have that happen quite often too with just the encouragement oh my goodness the women come in like scared kittens and leave like roaring lions because they have (laughs) just entered the throne room of God yeah God transforms that woman's heart but I love what you said do you notice in the bible that most prayer is united prayer in the Bible. So the majority of prayer that you see, you you think about Hezekiah when that vast, three vast armies are coming against him. Mm -hmm. He gathered the people together. They fasted and they prayed. And he shows us over and over again, we're two or more gathered in my name. I'm in the midst of them. And he never meant, like you said, he never meant us to do this life alone. We, Mm -hmm. We just, we just, we're the frail. We need Jesus and we need others. Yes. Yes. That is so good. The other thing that's coming to my mind when I think about moms in prayer and just these answers, like you've already, I'm like, sign me up yesterday. When <laughs> good, I, good. I, so love good. I love but, to have you um, part of it. And I think about how, and I want you to tell about a little bit about like the stretch of how y'all got to be global and all that. But what, um, what comes to my mind is this, power of um how do I want to say of the of the making prayer enough of a priority that I'm going to take an hour of my routine to get together and do it because I almost feel like just the fact that I make it a priority indicates that I have confidence that I that I know God's hearing and that he's going to answer just the fact that I come to pray even if I feel like I don't have a whole lot of faith when I get there the fact that I came shows that I had faith. And then as I'm hearing from others, obviously my faith's going to grow, but, but um, yeah, I just think that you represent probably hundreds of thousands of women that gather together in prayer. And I, I would hate to even think what our world would be like without this kind of praying going on. And yet these women who come together are coming out of um, this belief that God really is going to do something. And I love that. And they get to see it. I love how you say it it becomes at first, some moms are so burdened like me. I want my kids blessed. Some are so burdened. They're fearful. They're this, they're that. Mm -hmm. And God says, be anxious for nothing, but in all things by prayer and supplication with Thanksgiving, let your requests be known to him. And he'll give you that peace. That's been understanding. He'll guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. So they come that first time 
They're afraid for their kids. Well, it becomes a habit of life. Their minds become transformed. So it began as a great need. All of a sudden, God is transforming them. They get to see who God is. Those who know the name of the Lord will be strong and do great exploits. Well, he's going to be strong in them and do great exploits through them. So it becomes like, I just came back, as you know, you were nice enough to, to do this at 1.30 uh-huh. from a group of women that have been doing this for 36 years. Wow. And they don't, they're not going to stop. They're, they're just going to keep doing because once you do it, once you're in that group of women, once you're praying, once you're witnessing God move and he moves through you, the power of prayer, you're just that conduit, you're right. that vessel. And so he's moving through you, your life is changed. And then when you see from the smallest answer to prayer to the gigantic answer to prayer, and I know many, many listeners out there are worried like curriculum, different thing like that. Well, this is an opportunity for us to watch God move. And, yeah. and so instead of seeing it as a problem, we get to see it as an opportunity. Oh God, what are you going to do in this? So we began to pray, oh Lord. And, and I remember one curriculum came many years ago to our school and this beautiful, precious young teacher was promoting it and showing in the district. And we parents gave our opinion, but in moms and prayer, we got on our knees and we prayed. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, what God did was he saved that young teacher, her husband, her four kids, and that curriculum that was paid for and everything never came. So (laughs) don't you love that? So that's a God opportunity. Mm. So when you enter that school and you're afraid for your kids, I I hope they see, okay, God, what are you going to do? This is an opportunity for me to pray and for you to change lives forever. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And I can sense that from your spirit right away that it's like every this generation is well equipped with great bold Christian leaders. We have a God who's got whatever this challenge is. We've got a God who this is an opportunity for him to shine. And that's contagious, that kind of encouragement. In fact, one of my questions to you was going to be how can moms in prayer help these moms that have anxiety about their children and about what they're learning and what they're going through? What about talk to me a little bit about um how y'all rolled during the pandemic last year because i mean obviously some kids were not at school some children were you know everything the crazy that's going on so how did that go with the moms in prayer well what i I love because usually we gather together so we're in all 50 states we're in 161 countries worldwide they come together and they meet locally well they could not do it so what does god do around the world he begins to teach these moms how to zoom so they're zooming all over the world. And I love it's, it. yeah, they would send me pictures. I mean, there's literally, instead of like oh. five in a group, there's a hundred on this oh. screen that so they're good. sending to me. So yeah, Satan's not going to win. No, you know, you're when, right. When a mama's <laughs> praying for the children, but I want the you guys come join us. We're right now in the United States at 11%. Wherever Moms in Prayer is, we are watching Revival and Spiritual Awakening. Like on my daughter's high school campus, it was a private high school campus. We began to pray. Our daughters began to pray and started a Bible study. Uh, Somebody comes there, shares the gospel. 91 kids fell on their face, received Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, started going to that Bible study. And I I was like, Aubrey, what are you teaching them? Because this is brand new believers that are high schoolers. Ma, we're going through the book of Romans. It's okay. It's okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's still 10 years later. It's still on that campus. A Bible study is still going on. Wow. So 
so we need more because wherever there's a group, we're seeing revival and spiritual awakening. But wow. can you imagine if we move from 11% to 25% to 50% to 100% of those schools? And that's our vision. Yes. Two or more women for every school. So every child worldwide can be prayed for. And our mission is to impact children and schools for Christ worldwide by gathering women to pray. Praise the Lord. That is a great ambitious and specific vision, <laughs> but God can do this. God yes, can do yes, this. And he's yeah. already doing great things and the evidence is there. You yes. want your school prayed for? You don't want your school prayed for, you know? Yes. <laughs> yes. It. And I don't want them to be afraid out there. I really want you to know that God has handpicked you, handpicked your children for this period of time. Mm. He's designed them. He's created them. Our part is prayer and teaching them the word of God. That's, mm. that's our part. And then God will raise them up. You know, you think about Psalm 78. I love that. You know, it, it's like, so that this next generation will rise up and praise him. And that's really, really our heart's desire is that this next generation would rise up to the fullness of what God created them to be and to do. Well, one of the other things I really love as you were talking, I was thinking about our summer ministry at our church and how um, the camps had so many children make professions of faith. And then vacation Bible schools have had so many children respond to the gospel. And one of my prayers the last couple of weeks, because here in Tennessee, our schools are starting, in fact, half day tomorrow we're on thursday wow. august 5 is that what today is the fifth or six what day are we five i think five, thursday, five. five. And so our children are right now as we're recording this going back to school and i'm sure by the time this podcast comes out they'll be all over we've started schools in whatever form that looks like this year but one of my prayers has been that that the activities of the churches that have been so vibrant this summer, God is truly up to something big. Yes. This awakening we've been praying for is happening. Yes. And I love hearing you say that. And you've got a your hand on the pulse of all of the places your 11% are. But then also you're on the West Coast. I'm uh, nearly on the East Coast over here in Tennessee and California. And if we're both saying this and we know God's working, he's given yes. us what we've been praying for. Praise God. Yes. <laughs> So if ever there was a time for prayer to be a priority for us, now is, it always is, but now is such a great opportunity for our schools and our children. And what I've been praying for is that what's going on in the churches will just begin to go back into the schools and really impact those communities because schools are their own community in and of themselves as well. And like churches are their own communities in a, in a community. And that's what we want. We want our schools to have the impact of what God's already been doing in the summer in our children's lives. So I would imagine that um, this is a great opportunity for that. And the other thing that comes to my mind is there was all the um, controversy of whether you could take prayer out of the schools. Well, you guys <laughs> aren't even worried about that no, because no. I've always said you can't nobody can take prayer out of the schools because right. anybody anywhere can be praying and there's no you know maybe you're going to take your formal prayer over the intercom out of the schools but you cannot take prayer out and in fact what y'all are doing prayer just transcends all barriers all all geographic lines all legal lines all of that prayer just transcends all of that and so even though your moms are gathered i'm sure in somebody's living room those Correct. prayers are just going into those schools like crazy you are absolutely right and i love how you say it is an opportunity because you gotta imagine 
the kids are picking up from their parents' fear. They just are. Everybody's in. I don't know what's going to happen next. So it's an opportunity. Where are they going to find peace? Well, it's in Jesus Christ. Yes. And so as you guys are sharing, you're right. We're, we talk to ministries all the time. So there's a lot of Christian um, ministries that are here in the United States, tons of them. And we talk to them often and they said it's very fruitful right now because mm -hmm. of that, because they, they want to find certainty and it's only found mm -hmm. in Jesus Christ. I just got done um, talking to the Christian Educators Association mm -hmm. and their goal too is to continue, like our theme this year is rise up bold in the strength of the Lord and to continue to pray. And they want the Christian teachers to rise up bold too on the campus because like you said, this is not a fearful time. This is an opportunity in which God's going to shine forth. And oh. prayer is that avenue in which we'll see him shine brightly. That is so good. So good. Well, do you have any other stories of just, uh, you've already shared several of answered prayers. It's just kind of bubbled out of you as you've gone. Can you think of any other stories of just answered prayer that you've either been told, you know, testimonies or that you yourself have experienced through these moms and prayer groups? Oh, so many different ones. But I want to uh -huh. tell you too, since we're around the world too, I get a picture of what God's doing around the world. So it doesn't matter the circumstances. Some of them are living in mud huts. Some of them are living in high rises in Europe and wherever it is, God is garbage dumps. Some of them are living there. And one of my favorites is uh, we got a hold of a group that was living on a garbage dump. Their husbands had been killed. And so they started collecting garbage so they could feed their kids. And we taught them the four steps of prayer. They pretty much, they began to pray, oh Lord, Jehovah Jireh, will you provide a home for us? So the next year, that country coordinator of that country in Africa went by them and they were living in apartments and they, wow. they got to see God answer that. Wow. But some of my favorite Switzerland. So in Switzerland during this pandemic, they continue prayer. Like we did not stop every week. We're praying just as if we're in our moms and prayer living room group praying where you were on the internet praying and what God, how God answered it is there are two women, Christian women that wrote a curriculum, a Christian curriculum. And it's now going to launch in September, in every elementary school and middle school, they call them, I think, primary and gymnasium, but on every single one, the gospel is going to be available. And so that, that's just what we're seeing um, God do. And he can do it here. He can do it in yes. your classroom, in your school. Yes. And if you're an older mom, be praying for your grandkids, be praying yes. for that school and mm -hmm. God will be uh, transforming, be praying for their teachers. And, and we must, I mean, the enemy knows that this next generation is vital and he's, he's definitely after them, mm -hmm. but God is greater. Our prayers mm -hmm. are greater than anything. He's, when it's darkest, God's light shines the brightest. So we, we must be about prayer. I love that. Now, Sally, on another personal question, and I want to ask, how did you teach your own children how to pray? Oh, that was my delight. Cause you got to imagine I learned to pray in moms and prayers. So yeah. when my kids were like my, I had a two-year-old all the way up to a 12 year old. So I had 12 and then 10 and then a two, uh, four and two-year-old they'd get in bed with me before school because that was my quiet time. It still is today. Wake up, get coffee, coffee, me and Jesus. And that's my quiet time. And so before they, the two older ones would go to school, they'd come in and I taught them the four steps of prayer. Oh. And so every day, Monday was 
like my oldest boy. And then we'd pray for his friends. And we went on and on and on all the way down. And each one got to witness God answer prayer throughout the years until they started their own, like the pray around the pool. My son hit Mm -hmm. high school. So he broke off, did that. I have two of my kids, three of my kids on their churches are part of, you know, the prayer team at their churches. So it was a great, great, they were my best still to this day. We text each other. They're still my best prayer buddies. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. And it was just a natural part of y'all's lives because you had seen it and such a simple four step. You're praising God. You're thanking him. No, you're confessing with a silent confession you're thanking God and then you're interceding then you begin praying specific prayers that you can see God answer that's one of the things we really emphasize in the prayer clinic minister is specific prayers like one of our questions what do you want to see God do for you because we want people to understand that God really does answer and then we stay with them until God answers their prayers and stay in touch until he answers so that we can all celebrate the fact that he did and of course I'm sure that you know part of the journey is learning the character of God the nature of God how God's working when you're not seeing the you know on the obvious how he's working like all of that is so rich in those experiences with what watching and knowing because you know he's going to answer but when you're watching the journey you know unfold that is so very exciting so tell us um i kind of told us already how your average woman could connect with moms in prayer but you go ahead and tell us in the real way i just was coming from the angle of i I tried it and this is how it worked for me yeah you just go to our website momsinprayer.org and you just fill out that sheet and a mom will come alongside of you and help you get started in it. So it's, it's a tremendous journey. I'm very, very thankful that God allowed me to be a part of this. Do we have a lot of moms in prayer groups over here in the Southeast? Yes, you do. You have Patty Walker, an amazing, you have amazing um, state coordinators. So you're very, very blessed. Yeah. You have quite a few there in Tennessee. Appalachians has uh, quite a few. Joy Moreau, amazing. She's our division coordinator. She oversees the states of Appalachian. And okay. So we have a state coordinator in almost every um, state. We're getting close okay. to having every state covered, but yeah, wow. God is moving. He's growing. He's raising them up and, and they're leading and guiding. Um, it's, it's just an amazing journey because God, you know, you hold on tight to him, each step yes. you take. And, and then he just blows your mind as he shows you the greatness, the faithfulness, the mercy, the grace of our Lord. I love that. Well, Sally, has there been a, and this will be our kind of, as we're wrapping up, what would you say has been, um, wow, how do you say, with your own prayer life, what has been like the greatest answer to prayer that that you've experienced? I, I think, it, too, um, my kids loving Jesus um, and watching the peace that they have as they go through the different trials of life. Yeah. And it's utterly amazing. My boy, David, he has a, um, a liver disease and it's very rare. So there's no cure. There's no, and he has two kids, he's married and really no treatment, but this peace, this, this knowledge, this ability to say, God has this for good for me, my wife and my two young kids that, and I know it'll go up and down. I know it'll be hard, mm-hmm. But I'm like, 
that's that's amazing. Yes. And, and so for me, that's the the grace. But I saw a lot of wonderful, like even the little ones that that best friend of Jesus Christ. I mean that yay, you know, or that wife or a husband that they met and all those are, are amazing, but mm-hmm. that peace to have that solemnness with Jesus, I, I that's no matter what comes their way, because life is hard. Yeah. You know, it, it is, I, right. you know, I, I love how the angel woke up Elijah and, and said, you know, eat a uh, drink, you know, it was bread and water. And if you think about living water and the the bread of life. And he said, because this journey is too hard for you. So God mm. knows this journey is hard, but yet he's going to awaken the hope within us and move forward. And we're going to have an awakened hope event in Atlanta on October 23rd. So come, you, you okay. come, come. Okay. Awaken we'll have a hope. place for you. Yay. Yes. In Atlanta on October 23rd. Yes. You go to our website events and you'll get to get to see how this works. This will be a time of worship. And I'll be talking about awaken the hope within you to move from fear to uh, overflowing hope. So, and then Laura's story will be leading worship. So it'll be an amazing, amazing time. So, yeah. Well, good. We'll make sure we put that in our show notes too. That has a link to your events page for that. Well, I'm fixing to look at my calendar right now and see if I can be there. You better come. I got to see for you. You come. I mean, I'm telling you, those of us who are all tapped into the power of prayer and we're passionate about it, need to be rubbing elbows with each other so that we can just let this power be ignited. But I know for a fact, Sally, that there will be many that will be seeking out those moms in prayer groups in their local communities. And um, I am so very excited about this ministry that you represent. And that is global. I love that you're in so many countries. There's moms all over the world who are passionate about their kids. And so all we got to do is introduce them to the Lord and let them understand how much he loves our children children because he loves them even better than we do so it's very very good is there anything else you'd like to share with us as i would love to pray for your audience and and to pray for you please do thank you so much for this period of time finally thank you for each one's listening this is divine moment time they're not listening by mistake you have something for them, Father. And I do pray. I pray whatever burdens they're carrying, whatever fears that they're carrying, that they'll come and they'll lay them down at your feet, Father, that they'll learn how to turn their fears and their worries into that peace that's beyond all understanding. They'll learn about the hope and how you want to do immensely more than they could ask or imagine according to your power's work within them for your glory. Father, I thank you so much for this time that I have with Leanne. Father, I thank you for what you're doing in her ministry, Father. I pray that you'll continue to bless it. You'll continue to spread it. Thank you that they come alongside churches and they're praying with and for churches. Thank you that she's teaching and training people how to pray. Father, Lord Jesus, you told us to keep on praying, never giving up. And may we do that. May we be faithful to do that until you return. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you. Sally. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Prayer Clinic Podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, take a minute to give us a rating, subscribe if you haven't already, and please 
share this with a friend. There's no doubt that you know someone who could use the encouragement that we've shared today. I'm Leanne McCoy, founder of the Prayer Clinic Ministry, and I'm on a mission to mobilize our churches to pray. Don't forget that when we work, we work, but when we pray, God works. Check out the show notes for today's episode to um, get access to any of the links connected to our guest or uh, connected with the prayer clinic ministry. I look forward to being with you next time. Keep on praying, my praying people.